please welcome Story Speaks own Anna Bushlack. As I got ready to come here this evening, I was putting one leg in a pair of pants when screaming was happening in the kitchen. And my 10-year-old is pounding on the door saying, I need to come in, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> and I was like, putting on pants, I'm coming. And our six-year-old had stepped on a nail and then, of course, walked through the house to get help. And then the dog started licking the blood. All this while I wanted to be here. I wanted to come and take a little bit of quiet prior to, uh, to people arriving this evening. And it was so apropos for the quote that I had found to begin this story, and here is the quote. An American author named Byron Katie said, when you become a lover of what is, the war is over. This was amazing, right? I mean, I couldn't get a better example of loving what is because all I wanted to do was leave the house and there were paper towels and blood and people screaming. But this quote really exemplifies my four years of college. And, and here's why. A lot of people talk about college as the best time of their life. And that was not true for me. I had hoped to, when I was 18, to strike out on my own to create a name for myself, to leave St. Louis, and to start this brand new adventure in a totally different place. So I went to school in Dallas, Texas. Turns out that was not home to me. So as soon as I get there to start this new life, all I can think of is missing home and wishing that I was there. And a lot of things about Dallas, Texas didn't really sit well with me. One, St. Louis is a very Catholic town, and I was raised Catholic, and then I went to the Bible Belt, and I was told that, that I was not yet saved, and that I was, in fact, going to hell, and that I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And as an 18-year-old, I just had no context to begin those conversations. And so I just felt alienated and I felt lost and I felt other in this world. So it, it was a difficulty of my own making though, right? I had worked so hard to get a scholarship to go this far away and I prided myself so much on getting to go three states away to school. And then I felt so other. So imagine me. I come from a family of four kids. We were born 
within a span of seven years. And my hippie parents were flying by the seat of their pants. And to add the salt to the wound of their confusion of what exactly was going on, my younger sister was born with developmental delays and then had her first psychotic break at the age of 15. And our house was teeming with life and chaos and mess and it was a craziness that I tried to enter into, tried to control, attempted to have some kind of routine and balance for all of the crazy that I saw around me. And so I wanted, I wanted to step out of that as an 18-year-old. And then I'd get to Dallas and I would miss them like crazy. So I'm 21 years old. I'm getting ready to go back for my senior year of college. And as per usual, anytime I was getting ready to go back to Dallas, I threw a huge pity party for myself. I would mope around the house. I would cry. My mother would tell me to get it together. I mean, it was just, it was a show. And three days before I am supposed to drive with my dad from St. Louis to Dallas in a U-Haul and move into my first apartment with my friends, three days before this, I got such a wake-up call. I was at my house. My mom called from work. She says to me, I'm, I'm coming home. I don't feel good and I need your help. And uh, I said, okay. And when she walked in the door, you know, maybe a half an hour later, I could see it on her face. She was, she was pale and white. She, she was clammy, and she thrust into my hands this huge bouquet of beautiful flowers in a glass vase, and she went straight to the bathroom and became violently ill. So I set the vase down on the table, and I went to the bathroom door, and I knocked on it, and I said, Mom, are, are you okay? And she's in there, and she says, I, huh, I'm, I'm just really sick, and if I, if I could just lay down, and if I could just lay down, I'll be okay. She cleans herself up. She comes back into the dining room, and she says to me, I need you to go run a birthday party for your sister at McDonald's. Now, Mary Kate's birthday had been the week before. We had already celebrated as a family. And the fact that we were celebrating again wasn't totally odd. And I said, okay, <laughs> okay. And she said, it will also be for 11 of her friends. And then she went back into the bathroom and continued vomiting. So I knock on the door again and I say, Mom, do you want me to call Dad? She said, no, 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 don't call Dad. 
because I, I just have to lay down. And if I, if I lay really still, then maybe this will all stop. I, th I think I just ate something. So she comes back out, and she says to me, everyone can have a choice of hamburger, cheeseburger, or chicken McNuggets. <laughs> they can have a drink, and there will be dessert. And then she went back into the bathroom. I think, though I can't accurately recall, but I'm pretty sure at this point I grabbed the phone and called my dad at his office to say, something weird is going down here, and I'm being sent to McDonald's to run a birthday party. So mom cleans herself up. She comes back out again. She says, okay, you, you, have, to, you have to get going because uh, this is going to be happening soon. And I said, okay, great. So I start getting my sister, Mary Kate, combing her hair, finding her shoes. And I said, mom, when are people arriving? She said, in 20 minutes. Friends, we are 20 minutes from the McDonald's. We are already late. So my control brain is already thinking we're behind. And I look at the dining room table and I say to my younger brother, who is sitting there with a newspaper, you are coming with me. And he's like, okay. And he folded his newspaper, put it under his arm, and just walked out the door. So as we're getting out the door, my mom says, wait, 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 wait. Don't forget the flowers. And I said, these flowers? I thought that maybe she had received them from someone at her workplace. I don't know. And she said, those flowers are for Barb. You have to give them to Barb. And there is one flower for every year of her daughter Mary Jo's life. Now, at, at this point, I realize, and I look at my mom and I say, so this is a birthday party for a dead girl? And mom says, oh, Anna Marie, that is not, that is not appropriate. But, but yes, but yes, mom. Well, about four months prior, Mary Jo, my sister Mary Kate's friend, had passed away from a complication uh, with a seizure that she had. She had epilepsy. She, uh, she was nonverbal. She walked haltingly, always needing the assistance of someone with her. She spent many mornings at our house when Barb had to get to work early and they were waiting for the bus and she would sit on the couch and we would read her books. It, it, it was not a shock to Barb or her family that, that she had passed away because of a complication from a seizure. But as I was learning that I was going to be running a birthday party at McDonald's, I was then also grappling with the fact that it was a memorial service. So I took the flowers. I got my siblings. We got in the car. Side note, how did my mother, violently ill, make it home from work driving a stick shift with this vase of flowers? I don't know. And I can't control that circus. I have to control this one. 
When we arrive at the McDonald's, I start talking with the, the McDonald's worker. I confirm, yes, this is what's going to happen. I start taking people's orders. Now, if you have ever run a birthday party for a developmentally delayed teenage girl and her friends, you might know that it is difficult to translate what they want from the menu. As per example, I said to my sister, do you want a hamburger, a cheeseburger, or chicken McNuggets? And Mary-Kate said to me, I want cheeseburger, 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 no tomatoes, cheeseburger. I was like, I got it, thank you. And then when I looked at Julie, I said, Julie, do you want a hamburger, cheeseburger, or chicken McNuggets? She said, hamburger, please, and then gave me a big hug. And then dear Cindy came walking up, and I said, Cindy, what would you like? And she said, um, I'll take the Chicken McNuggets, and do you need any help? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I do, actually. And then I looked to Annie, and I said, Annie, would you like a hamburger, cheeseburger, or Chicken McNuggets? And she said, Soon, we got everyone the food that they desired, and we got the drinks, and it was about that time that my sister Mary-Kate needed to go to the bathroom. So we left the party, we scuffled with each other in the bathroom stall, which was normal for us, and returned to the party just in time for dessert. At this point, I made sure to give Barb the flowers in honor of her daughter. And I expressed to her that my mom really wished she could have been there. And that because this had been a gift certificate that originally had belonged to Mary Jo, this was supposed to be a shared birthday party event for Mary Jo and Mary Kate. And that my mom really wanted Barb to know that Mary Jo was remembered. I don't remember that Barb, you know, broke down crying. I know she was moved. And I, I made sure to convey my mom's wishes. Also, at some point, I stepped away from the party, and I used the first cell phone that I had ever owned when I was 21 and called my dad to say, hey, how are things going? And he said, well, we're at the ER. And mom is getting ready for an emergency appendectomy. Turns out that food poisoning was a little more violent than she first assumed. Now, given the, the headspace that I had been in, right, given the pity party that I was throwing myself prior to going back to this amazing art school that I loved, that just so happened to be in a city that I didn't love. Given all of that, I could have used this whole moment to feel extra sorry for myself. And I could have used this moment to fuel my desire to just get farther and farther away from my crazy family. But because of who my parents are, because of their egregious sense of generosity and compassion, because of their ability to accept 
each one of their kids, and frankly, all the people that walk into their lives. Accept them unabashedly for where they are and who they are. And because of who my sister Mary Kate is, I could not feel sorry for myself. In fact, I was brought more fully to the moment in the Kirkwood McDonald's. <laughs> and I was thinking about that quote. When you become a lover of what is, the war is over. And I think for me, it's when you run a birthday party at McDonald's that also acts as a memorial service, you stop feeling sorry for yourself and you re-enter your crazy, chaotic, and loving life. Thank you. <laughs>